Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Today we're reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with them. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I thought they were fishermen. Anyway, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. And today is one of those stories that... It touches our hearts, sometimes a little too closely. And so God, I ask that you would allow us to truly hear your message, a message of hope, grace, and love. And that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but they would be your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to all of you who have gathered here in this sanctuary, as well as all of those who are worshiping with us online. It it does sound like the audio is a little bit closer now, so I'm grateful for that uh, because sometimes it's hard to to worship when that is going on. So, uh, but we're in this worship series focusing on the way, walking in the footsteps of Jesus. We're journeying through this Lenten season, striving to see what it means to become more Christ-like in our lives. We've journeyed through Jesus' baptism, temptation, the healing ministry, and the teaching that Jesus did the most of, and that was teaching on the kingdom of God. We've learned through those topics what it means to live a life which glorifies God and helps us to become more Christ-like in our walk. And now today we travel, we, we journey to places that we may not want to talk about. We travel some of those roads that only our closest friends and family members know about. We now turn our focus to the storms in our lives because I know we all have them. But we also look at the storms in, in our gospel readings to see what insight they may have for us for, more a Christ, for living a more Christ-like life. So once again, I'm going to encourage you to have your, your bulletins handy with the compass guides. It does have the questions and the, and the scripture passes throughout the week as well as spaces where you can take notes. And so I encourage you to have that or a piece of paper that you can jot down those nudges when the Spirit speaks to you because if you're anything like me, you're going to forget them as soon as you walk out the door. 
I do that quite often. So here are some of the questions to reflect on. Uh, the, we find that. So uh, maybe as we think about our, our passage today, maybe you find yourself in the middle of a storm right now. Maybe you've just emerged on the other side of a squall, or maybe you're dealing with a storm in your past. I hope this morning's going to give you encouragement as you deal with those storms. And if, and if this you know, if you have something that comes up or a question that you want to ask, you know, please reach out. Give me a call. Stop by. Love to listen and talk with you. And so I've done, as I've done over the past three weeks, I want to give you your takeaway points. Here's your takeaway points right up front. The first one. First one is this. Storms will come. There's no escaping them. God never promised a rose garden when you decided to follow Jesus Christ. In fact, sometimes that road becomes even more difficult after you make that decision, and there's reasons for that. Here's the second one. Jesus may or may not calm the storms for you. Keep your eyes focused on him. That one is pretty hard at times. And finally, To be more Christ-like, we need to journey through those storms and be agents of God's peace to those around us. Be stretcher bearers. We talked about that. Be stretcher bearers for people. Be an agent of peace, not an agent of anxiety or fear or worry. So I don't know if there are any other objects which offer a microcosm of all emotions in life than what a boat can offer. If you've been on a boat, you understand. I can look back at Josie and Bill back there and I go, yep, mm-hmm. can be a money pit at times too, but, uh, but being out on a boat, it's just one of those things. I mean, I can think of many joys as I reel in that record-setting largemouth bass. Times of exhilaration of skiing behind a huge wake, feeling the breeze and the coolness of the water on a hot summer day. I sense the peace and stillness of watching the sun rise over another shore as it reflects on the mirrored surface, all the while slowly breathing in and out, focusing my attention on the awesome power of God who created all of this. But I can also feel the anxious worry that comes with not having complete control as a boat tends to drift doesn't have really any brakes to it other than an anchor. Even the steering is not as controlled as a car or bike, at least in my hands. I can also relate to a couple of the stories from our gospel this morning. When a storm whips up and the winds start to blow, making it impossible to steer the boat, the terror that sets in about not having control and the fear of tipping over and not being able to make it back to shore safely. You see, I remember uh, a time on Lake Carlisle. Lake Carlisle is is one of the largest lakes. In fact, I think it might be the largest lake in Illinois, uh, down by my undergrad. And it was this all-college hike for Greenville College. And and one of the activities that they had that particular day was canoeing. And now Keith's not here right now, but uh, Keith is going to be 100% behind me on this, I know. Uh, so a group of friends, and I decided that it would be fun to paddle around the lake a little bit. So we headed down to shore to uh, get in the canoes, and 
And when we got there, we realized that uh, we obviously had an odd number of people. Uh, and the canoes were the size. They weren't the really big ones where you could put somebody in the middle. So you only had spots for two people on those canoes. And so since I had canoed before, I said, I got this. I'll go by myself. You all can take out and, and go w- with partners. Partway around, uh, you know, partway around the lake, the, the wind started to pick up. But we didn't think too much about it. The wind was actually at our back. It kind of helped us along as we were going down. Everything was doing just fine. But then all of a sudden we turned around and we started to paddle backwards. And yes, Gary, I see you because you know exactly where I'm going with this. But, you know, we started to have really big problems. I couldn't keep my canoe straight. Couldn't keep it straight. Every time I would get it pointed toward the shore, the wind would blow me off to the left blow me back off to the left. I couldn't go where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to the shore, and the wind kept pushing me over here. I realized that because of the the lighter weight in my boat, the wind had far more effect than any of the other boats. It wasn't until I pointed the canoe directly into the wind that I was able to get moving. It was a different path for me. Because I had to go to the wind, not to the shore. But it wasn't until I pointed directly into the wind. It took me a little longer, but I made it. I needed to go headstrong into the wind because if I turned, I risked the canoe turning right, turning left, and never making it to its destination. And this is similar to the storms that we face in this life. When we're in the middle of them, we need to keep our eyes focused on God. When we're in the middle of our storms, we need to keep our eyes focused on God. We need to keep going towards Him, not to the left, not to the right, because the winds are going to take us off course. You see, there are two prominent stories in the Gospels about storms out on the Sea of Galilee. In the first, we find the disciples crossing over to the other side after a long day on a preaching circuit. Jesus had been healing so many in his early ministry that people were gathering in in great crowds to hear him speak, hoping for signs and for miracles. And so this huge crowd is starting to gather, and Jesus, not wanting to miss this great opportunity, gets in the boat, has his disciples take him just offshore so that everybody can see and hear him. And Jesus preaches all day, and evening is coming, so the disciples tell Jesus, let's go to the other side. Let's get to the other side of the lake. Exhausted, the disciples begin their journey. And Jesus was so tired that he fell asleep in the stern of the boat. We talked about this before, because I've got that wonderful shirt that says, Jesus took naps. (laughs) Be like Jesus. Have you ever noticed that storms often come when we are in the most need of rest? We're exhausted and we just want to lay down for a while and that's when the storms arise. Testing our reserve, testing our strength, and testing our stamina. The disciples had been listening to Jesus preach all day and now they're tired but are, but are trying to sail the boat to the other side of the sea that is known for unexpected storms. And sure enough, 
One such storm attacks them, threatening to capsize the boat and kill them all. The other thing I notice here is that storms often come when we travel to do the will of God. Storms come when we travel to do the will of God. The disciples are listening to Jesus as he tells them they need to go to the other side of the sea. They're headed into Gentile territory, taking the message of the kingdom to those who are not of the Jewish faith. God has called each and every one of us to a task. And it's probably different for each of you, but you are each called for something. You've all been given spiritual gifts for something to use. And it always seems that when we understand our calling and begin to live into it for us, the storms come. The storms come. The storms come trying to knock us off course and threaten our relationship with Christ. So here we find the disciples afraid for their lives. They think they're going to die. They, they decide that it's time to wake up Jesus. Their, their comment is, don't you care that we're going to die? There's no request for Jesus to do anything. I'm sure that it was implied, but, but the disciples didn't tell Jesus, hey, you need to do something. You need to pick this boat up and magically transport it to the other side of the lake. He just said, don't you care that we're going to die? I love Jesus' response. Peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. And I'm sure that, that we look at this as Jesus telling the wind to peace. Quiet down. And then looking at the waves and saying, be still. Calm yourself. Because immediately the winds and the waves calmed down. The boat rested peacefully on the water and the disciples took in a deep sigh of relief. They weren't going to die today. But isn't it interesting that those three little words could have been spoken directly to the disciples as well? Peace. Be still. In fact, those words could be spoken to us in many of our times of, of distress and storms. Peace. Be still. The disciples, like us in our storms, were probably running around screaming, Chicken little, the sky is falling. Peace. Be still. Storms raging all around that I'm sure that they're there were storms raging within them as well. Peace. Be still. Are we not the same way? We've lost a job. We've found out that our spouse has been cheating, that our kids are experimenting with drugs or alcohol. We don't, we don't have enough to pay our bills. Then, and then you throw in the state of the world today. It makes us anxious, fearful unsure of our future, then we try to tell ourselves that all is well. That everything's going to be alright. And it starts out okay, but it quickly moves south. It kind of reminds me of a, of a certain movie scene.
remain calm. All is well. But how quickly our minds shift to the the negative side and we start screaming, all is well, trying to encourage ourselves. You see, if we try to do this ourselves, we end up like Kevin Bacon there, screaming that all is well when he knows that it's not. What we really need to do is to listen to Jesus in those times. Peace. Be still. And these words may come from those whom he has sent, people that are close to us. Maybe those words, uh, maybe these are words that you need to speak to someone you know. We need to be agents of God's peace in the midst of storms. Now, I'm not talking about our storms at this point. I'm talking about people around us that may be experiencing storms. We need to be agents of God's peace in their storms. Being a stretcher bearer. Someone who just sits and listens. Have you been an agent of peace to somebody in the midst of their storm? Have you offered comfort and peace to those? There was a story about a farmer who owned land along the Atlantic seacoast. He constantly advertised for hired hands because most of the people were reluctant to work on the farms out by the Atlantic. They dreaded the awful storms that that raged across there, wreaking havoc on all the buildings and the crops. And as the farmer interviewed applicants for the job, he received a steady stream of refusals. But finally, a, a short, thin man well past middle age, approached the farmer. Are you a good farmhand? The farmer asked. Well, I can sleep when the wind blows. Although he was kind of puzzled by this answer, the farmer, desperate for help, hired him. And the little man worked around the farm, busy from dawn to dusk. The farmer felt satisfied with the man's work. And then one night... One night, the wind howled loudly in from offshore. One of those storms were coming off the Atlantic. Jumping out of bed, the farmer grabbed a lantern and rushed next door to the hired hand's sleeping quarters, and he shook the little man and yelled, Get up! A storm is coming! Tie things down before they blow away! And the little man rolled over in his bed and said firmly, No, sir, I told you. I can sleep. When the wind blows. Well, enraged by this man's response, the farmer was tempted to fire him on the spot. Instead, he knew what had to be done. He hurried outside to prepare for the storm. But to his amazement, he discovered that all the haystacks had been covered with tarps. The cows were in the barn. The chickens were in the coops. The doors were barred. The shutters were tightly secured. Everything was tied down. Nothing was going to blow away. The farmer then understood what his hired hand meant when he said that he could sleep when the wind blew. He returned to bed to also sleep while that wind blew. You see, Jesus may not calm the storm that you're in right now. He may not calm any storm that is headed your way, but he will calm the storm within you. Peace, be still. Listen as he says those words. Peace, be still. 
Let him truly hold you in his hands until the storm passes by. In the dark of the midnight Have I oft hid my face While the storm howls above me And there's no hiding place Mid the crash of the Precious Lord, hear my cry and keep me safe till the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds Gracious and almighty God, God, we know that storms come. We know that we may be in one right now. But God, we know that your words come to us of peace. Be still. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the storm is going to calm. But God, maybe peace, be still are the words that we need to hear. So that you may calm the storms that are within us. 
and that you may offer that peace, that hope. God, speak to our hearts and remind us every time the storms come our way that you are always with us, that you never leave us, and that you will be with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to encourage you to stand and uh, join in our closing hymn. It's one of those that talks about another storm, actually. Uh, Horatio Spafford wrote this song uh, about a big storm in his life. Uh, But let us join together in singing It Is Well With My Soul. Is it well with your soul? Is it well with your soul today? If it's not, if you are in the midst of that storm, make sure that you hear those words again. Peace. Be still. Do not be afraid. I am with you, God says. No matter where you are in your life, God goes with you. And so as we get ready to leave this place, may you also go knowing that the love of God The grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.